talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity. Hello, guys. Hey, buddy. Good morning. It's, uh, Good afternoon. April. And Good evening. I'm sure we'll be doing this soon, so it's not a big deal. But yeah. uh, man, that uh, Easter time was pretty hectic, wasn't it? We did a few things around Just here. Just a few. <laughs> That's, That's a good, all right. It's a good. It was a good week. Uh, well, this morning we've got a really cool topic, and uh, it's a little bit possible for us to go pretty much any direction at all. But it's the which little we typically th- do which anyway. we do anyways. That's right. <laughs> it's the little things. So let's talk about little things and how little things in our life are often neglected, ignored, um, despised, maybe. And yet, it really is a series of little things that cause big things to happen, whether good or bad. Um, and I'll, I'll actually go ahead and start with that. At the fire station, one of the lessons that we learn is that if you don't do the little things, well, that most tragedy happens because a bunch of little things were neglected. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same in our lives. We we neglect little things, and before we know it, we're, we're far down a road of really a, maybe being in a bad place. I don't think that's really anything new for our culture. It's no. not a generational thing. It's not something that's just affecting the folks that are in 2021. 20, um, you can look all throughout Scripture and look at the little things that affected people. And we even have phrases such as the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh-huh. And the, the straw is one more little thing that mm-hmm. actually did that. But what is that little straw? Um, little things, as we were talking about before we started the podcast, could also be positive. The little things that um, set us apart as Christ followers amongst the, uh, a difference in the world. It's those little things. It's the little acts of caring, the little acts of love and joy and patience that kind of set us apart as Christ followers. So little things can be positive or they can be negative. Hmm. That's a good point. So little things, let's talk about the physical, then maybe we can get into the spiritual. But the little things in terms of physical, um, in terms of being healthy, one little... um, Adjustment. Well, I was going to (laughs) say chocolate, but... Oh, (laughs) go ahead. Go ahead. I'll finish my thought in a minute. You know, one little chocolate, it's not going to kill you. But it's when you open up a bag of mini Snickers, and you say, okay, I'm going to have one. Then you then okay that was good. I'm just gonna have one more. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just gonna have one more. Before you know it, you've eaten the whole bag. Yeah, and and it feels so good mm-hmm. until you eat the whole bag. I mean, yeah. it feels good in the process. But, but that, it, you know, when I'm stress <laughs> eating, my goodness, it just <laughs> oh the temporary satisfaction. Temporary. Is, that's the key. Oh, temporary. For the person struggling with this right now, we are not helping. We are not, yeah. helping. not helping at all. Please yeah. step away. In from the, the morning, candy bar. I'll face the mirror. In the yeah. moment, oh, yeah. it feels so good. Well, you know, but in the in that same regards, if you are overweight, you didn't get there overnight, and you won't get you won't get out. That's right, because yeah. again, it goes both ways. Right. If I eat a little candy bar here, a little candy yeah. bar there, it adds ounces. I eat a salad. Why am I not ten pounds but lighter? <laughs> but there, there's a major flaw in God's creation, in that we could eat whatever we want for one week gain X number of pounds, 
yet one week of strict diet and exercise does not take it off. It takes three weeks. Sure. There's a flaw in that con- in that process. <laughs> I think we need to mm. we need to. Well, I, nothing we can do about that, but that's wrong. But you know that. But it has to do with how our body's made. Our body's built to store up energy, and so it it brings in energy as it can, and it stores it, it up, yeah. and then holds it. And it doesn't want to let it go. That's actually what fat is. It's stored energy. Mm-hmm. And so in order to to release that stored energy, you have to deprive yourself yeah. a bunch in order to get your body to start using that. I agree. It's, it, <laughs> it's a flaw if we're looking at it from a perspective of pleasure. It is not a flaw if we're looking at it from a perspective of survival. Mm-hmm. It's actually how God made us so that we didn't die. Mm. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, really, how... How bad would it be if we lost weight as quickly as we gained it? If there was some sort of a famine, we'd all we'd all be dead. Yeah. I mean, it's so. I guess we're built. I'm no. I'm not a medical person. I'm just telling you the little things I know about it. At least I think I do. But I mean, really, yeah. it, which actually kind of kind of brings about a whole other point. God has built this safety system into us physically, to where. He designed it so that we can't screw up too bad and 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 the effects of it hurt us too quick. Does that make sense? It's almost like this abundance of grace, even in the flesh, for when we don't know what we're doing. And if that's the case, how much more does he do that spiritually? Because, you know, from a spiritual perspective, it's the little things that make all the difference. You know, missing missing one Bible study, not a big deal. But that one makes it easier to miss two, yeah. which makes it easier to miss a, a month. And then before long, I hear it all the time. We didn't intend yeah. to stop coming. We just kind of started missing. And then before we knew it, we were never there. Yeah. And that and that's a little thing issue. Yeah, I made a statement yesterday um, in worship that um, over my lifetime, and I think I threw out the number 50,000. I have no idea how many Sundays I've been in a congregation, but... How many? Sir, yeah, a bunch. I mean, you count. If you start counting Wednesday nights old, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Who knows how many? Tons and tons of, of worship services. But I made the statement that um, when I look back over the years, um, there's there's a handful, maybe more than that. You know, twenty, thirty that were really, really, really significant services in my life. That just something big happened. But for the most part, they were all. Just little. I mean, they, you know, there's nothing memorable about most of them. But um, kind of my thought process when I said that yesterday was... but Did you say that yesterday? I did. I did. Behind the piano. I, I don't didn't know, hear that. Yeah, I don't know where I was going. With, I mean, <laughs> I, oh, I, I actually know what was in my mind, but I, yeah, I didn't fully flesh it out, you know. But what, what it really truly is, what I was thinking anyway, was that life is a series of cumulative events and so every single one of those Sundays even though I can't look back and remember anything anything from some of those from most of those even it's a layering it's a cumulative effect that's just a one little bitty ounce you know of something may have been given to me that Sunday but it 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 piles on top of itself that's a spiritual principle for church, but that's also for anything, yeah. I would say. So, Well, little things also has to do with the intentionality of, of chasing after the little things. What sets apart athletes 
from other athletes, musicians from other musicians, artists um, and from other artists. It's the focus on the little things. Yeah. It's the you know, the golf swing or the the baseball stance mm-hmm. from an athletic perspective, or it's the hand eye coordination and fingering mm-hmm. for a pianist or a, a guitarist or you know, whatever that happens to be. Um, it's the attention to details is what sets apart. I, I don't know if it would set apart the good from the great, because we would say that the great have a natural gifting, and that's part of what makes the great. But I guess maybe separating the good from the average. I, I'm not sure that's the case, though. No, I, 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 wouldn't say it, I wouldn't say it's yeah. always the case, but there are different, yeah. definitely there, instances where— I will never play in the NBA, no matter how much I practice— because I do not have that natural, natural gifting, yeah. so I would totally agree. <laughs> and and I, and I think that's I think that's part of what I was trying to allude to. It, not categorizing everybody who's great. Mm-hmm. None of them have to focus on the little things. But in generality, what would separate commonplace, average from good or above average would would definitely be a focus on the little things. I think an issue we have in in our world and, and even our own our own psyche, you know, like our own heads is the little things are just not very fun. You yeah. know, if, if, if I want to be a great pianist doing scales, is just boring. boring. You know, the batting cage can get old, you know, I mean, practicing a swing, all of these things and, and then even church stuff, just sometimes it's just like, I really don't want to do this today. I mean, but it, it, once again, it's that cumulative, you know, it just, the little things aren't always, they're usually not exciting. Well, and this also could be the negative on the little things is, is the phrase death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. It's not the first one. It's not the 10th one. Right. It's not the 999th. It's that right. thousandth one going back to the straw that broke the camel's back. It's, it's the little things which ties into the intentionality. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a friend last week, and he was talking about how he was uh, in a pit. uh, By his words, the the deepest, darkest, most desperate pit you could ever possibly imagine. And I know his situation and story, so I know he was telling the truth. But the thing that was interesting was he said that the Lord woke him up one day and said, Look, I want you to seek me in the morning, whether you feel like it or not. And so he would get up. And he said those were some of the most productive, fruitful, awe-inspiring moments as he did that every single morning. But he also said sometimes he would get up and he would write in his journal, I got nothing. I don't even know why I woke up. But the fact is he showed up every single day, and it was the cumulative effect Mm -hmm. of just being faithful to that Mm -hmm. that brought him out of the pit. And what I love about that is it, it was one thing. It was just get up everyone. Yeah. Sometimes somebody's so far in a pit and it's like, okay, well, here's your <laughs> five to 10 things to, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, they're already depressed or overwhelmed. Like that's just further. And that, I think that's with anything, you know, like, okay, you want to lose weight? Well, here's the, you know, 15 things you need to do. Just give me one. You know what I mean? Like you can add on to it later, but start. Just start with drinking water every day, you know. Big deal. Just start getting up in the morning. Just start, you know, I reading your water Bible. Every day. Of course I mix it with coffee, but <laughs> yeah. you know, uh think about the um the little things that teach us so much and we don't even realize we're learning. Like Mr. Miyagi was teaching Danielson how to paint. No, 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 Danielson, wax mm-hmm. on, wax right. And 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 uh Danielson despised those things yeah. 
And I think that we get in that place in our life where we despise the mundane or the little, mm-hmm. and we're like, why in the world am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And it's not until later on that we realize, wow, that was actually training and teaching me to do what I'm doing today. And I, and I think that we miss that so many times. Yeah. We, again, it goes back to a lot of it to perspective. What we see is determined by how we think about what we see. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, do I see a, a boring job or do I see an opportunity to make something beautiful? Right. Do I see a long, uh, gut-wrenching paper or do I see an opportunity to learn something and, and expand my mind and my, my thought processes? Just that little shift yeah. makes all the difference in the world. So somebody could, you could say that the way you think about things are little things. I agree. And how do we not despise that is, is part of the question as well. I think it's Zechariah 4.12 says, do not despise the little beginnings. Do not despise the little things. Ooh, that's in the Bible? Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that. I think it's Zechariah 4.12. But the idea of the intentionality behind not despising the beginning, not despising the small steps, because I think making the... If we're truly desiring to make a major shift in our life, whether it be in the physical, emotional, or spiritual realm, or a combination of all of them... As Kevin was alluding to a moment ago, we come up with 23 different ways mm-hmm. of trying to do that, and it is overwhelming. But the idea of starting small, starting mm-hmm. simply by drinking the water, we despise that. It's too it's too small. It's too mundane. It's not enough. I need to mm-hmm. do it faster, quicker, you know, whatever that is. And we are. We're despising the, yeah, the beginning. The small, we're despising right. the smaller things, which uh, even scripturally we're not commanded to do we did a uh, podcast on habits last year sometime i don't remember but i remember the um because i'd read it in a book somewhere but it's the, the plane illustration the plane that was leaving from california uh la and headed to the east coast and it was like if you if that plane flew in a straight line if you adjusted it by it was like mm-hmm. one degree it's yeah. the difference of landing in atlanta and boston or whatever it was you know yeah. some major different but it was just a one degree shift and i think that's that's that little thing you know it's just that it's drinking water feels like just one degree but so that that's an excellent point by the way it's zechariah 410 so what did i say 12 it's impressive so far off yeah (laughs) hey little things little things that was two degrees off baby that was bad (laughs) i I, I did up in 10 buck too hey but zechariah dude i mean come on you just referenced zachariah that is impressive that is crazy yeah um dang what i can say oh yeah so but here's the thing you don't really know that you're off until you get there hmm. unless you have an idea of where you're going. So I, when, when, we, when it looks at the little things, the question is, what little things should we do? Well, that's determined by where you want to wind up. Right. Where do you want to end? Because if you don't know where you're going to end, the little things don't mean, make any difference whatsoever. It's basically just floating around. Yeah. You know, Same illustration. Put that plane in L.A. and it's going to Boston or Atlanta. That initial nose point is so big because that's the direction now. Um, so yeah, you're right. Just that initial thought of the big picture. So sometimes crucial. we should do big things, but most of life, would you agree? Yes. Is little. It's a series yes. of small things yep. done faithfully and consistently that God uses the cumulative effect of those things 
to mold us and shape us and to build us into who we are. One of the best... And that's my sermon for Sunday. That's good, man. One of the best... um, I remember this to this day. I was at a conference of some type, and um, a missionary couple set up on the stage. I think I've told this story before, but they set up on the stage, and before they got up there, um, you know, there's a five-minute trailer that highlighted their lives with the music underneath it, and it's, you know, awe-inspiring, and everybody's just, you know, like, applauds them because it's such an incredible story that they had and you know we still see those we see these stories of the greats and 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 it's a five minute highlight reel but i i love 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 what when they set down the stage the guy um the husband his first thing was i'm not even sure that's us that was on that screen (laughs) and he goes that is a highlight reel and he said what i want you to understand I, i remember his words he said my life is very vanilla and i still remember him saying that he said that's not most days. That's like hardly any of the days that you just saw. Um, I, I, it's mundane. And I loved hearing that, like, just that vulnerability he put out, you know, authenticity he put out. Um, that's it. It's uh, That's a great point because we often despise the vanilla as well yeah. because we're looking for something spectacular. So yeah. But I, ha- I think I'm at the point in my life where I'm old enough to realize that I find more joy in the vanilla stuff mm. because I can see the I can see the wake that's left behind. But that it. goes against everything we're taught in our culture. Yeah, yeah. Right. the very movies, the highlights, the commercials, everything that I say everything. I'm using that word generally, but it, it appears that everything we're taught within our culture is about the highlights. It is about the high life. It's about the more. It's about bigger and better and greater. And if that's not where you're at, Mm -hmm. then your life does not meet up. It does not equate. It's a failure in some respects. And thus the drive. I don't understand it because I'm immersed in it. But when you speak to people who live outside of the United States, outside of our culture that looks at us Mm -hmm. and looks at the... drive, not in a positive light, but but the drive and the passion of our culture for more, for more accolades, for the, the achievement of more, it is at the expense of time. It's yeah. go, 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 never stop so that you can achieve more. So the very nature, the very concept of, of as, as you said, Jeff, to, to not only desire the vanilla, but find life and excitement and and, and purpose in the vanilla, that's a foreign concept. Hmm. It doesn't even equate in a lot of in, in a lot way, of ways. Vanilla tastes good too. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. You know, sometimes those like it, it, you're just sitting at the house with a family, like that. that that's a moment, you know what I mean? But it, it doesn't maybe feel like it because you're not changing the world or you're not, you know, doing something like, wow, over the top. Well, think about it this way. If you get a la mode, what kind of ice cream do you get? Vanilla. Because mm. vanilla is the great complementarian, isn't it? There you go. You don't you don't put chocolate ice cream on a apple on pie. a piece of apple pie. I mean, I guess you can if you're yeah. weird. But but you put vanilla on cobbler. Yeah. You put. I mean, gosh, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> we were really vanilla, that person vanilla just the way we use it, that that term in our culture means bland. Yeah, right. That nothing could be farther from the truth, though. It that may be I further know, from the truth. I know that's what we do. But that's that's, that's that our understanding. Did. That's yeah. why the very idea of, you know, 
the marble slabs of the world love the idea of you coming in and ordering just vanilla because they don't they're charging you the same price <laughs> and you don't have all the extra toppings yeah. that yeah. comes out of the bottom line. So yeah, you want to come in and order vanilla, you want to order bland, be our guest, we're going to charge you the same price. But but that's just the perception of of our mm-hmm. culture is that the the mundane, the vanilla, the bland even though that's where quite honestly we spend the majority of our life I think that's what is is part of the layer of the dissatisfaction within our world, within our culture. It's almost like we confuse and and um, uh, we, we put so much stuff in to make it not vanilla that we can't even taste any distinction anymore. Yeah. Like when when a kid goes to the yogurt store where it, you pay by the ounce, right? Like, I, I watched my kids do this, and I'm like, how are you eating that? Because yeah. they feel like because they can get as much of anything they want, right. they have to. So they put the ice cream, all the different flavors. They put the gummy bears, yeah. the chocolate peanut Reese's butter Pete. stuff, yeah, the yeah, syrup. The, and we are I, and not I, helping the person I'm going, today. that is nasty. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. it really is. Yeah. There, there's no distinction of flavor at all. Right. But if you go in, you go, I want the vanilla. With some and strawberries. With on. some yeah. strawberries. Yeah. yeah. Then you then you've got real simple yeah. pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Actually tastes good. But but And the vanilla becomes the little things. <laughs> the vanilla life. becomes the little things, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I know we I feel like we pick on like social media a lot and stuff, but but probably for a reason. But that's another whole issue is that that um somebody may be living a vanilla life, but then has to put out a TikTok or an Instagram post that that's not vanilla, you know, like it's, it's just a, a false front, you know, and then others see that and they see the, the fake profile, you know, they see what they think this person is and they feel like they need to do it too. It's um such a crazy world we live in with. I saw on, on Brent's post the other day, he was bragging about something. Yeah. yeah. The Some, one from yeah. 2014 or 13. <laughs> yeah. I think it's 12, actually. <laughs> well, yeah. So what if we just decided, like what if people listening to this decided, I'm just going to post vanilla stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to celebrate ordinarily, ordinary, regular stuff. Yeah. That, would, it, that in itself would start changing their, the person posting's mind because they're, they're um, mindful of the fact that yeah, this is a very ordinary day, but it's a good day. Yeah, it's a it's, good day. It's a good day. I'm breathing. Right. You know? Right. Um, I had a conversation with my neighbor just yesterday, I guess it was, and we were talking about his roof and how things, it, it, it his roof that needed to be done, has water's gotten in and it's destroyed his daughter's uh, ceiling and now mm. there's more repair and all. Mm. And and I totally got that because I've been there. I've, I understand where he's coming from because it was, <clears throat> he's like, man, it just keeps piling and piling mm-hmm. and piling. And and I said, you know, you're right, but you have a home. Yeah. You're breathing. You have kids and a wife, good kids and a wife. Yeah. So really, you know. There's a roof and it'll be it, 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 Yeah, this is, this really is small stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to, to belittle yeah, no. that, but just again, the perspective of saying, right, we're not dealing with things that we could be dealing with um so but and also the flip side though that could be the straw 
Yeah, well, that's part of what it is because he's also having to drive across the bridge every day and stay in Pensacola for three days a week because it's too hard with his business to come back and forth. I mean, it's it is a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. That's that's no doubt. Um, well, so the little things, what what's little today may be monumental tomorrow, hmm. or what's monumental what's, today might be little tomorrow. Yeah, we have so many so many stories of that out there where somebody you know, gets the, uh, get the word that they've got some disease or a family member does or whatever. And those things they were worried about the day before just suddenly are, they don't even mean anything then, you know, things change just like that. So what's your final advice to people, um, in regards to little things? If you were, if you were the counselor, if you were the guru and they were coming to you and saying, give me your best shot, mm. Tell me what I need to know in one minute uh, to revolutionize my life. I would say one thing. So uh, one thing that that you're doing that you could change, but it's a small thing to help you, and one thing you're not doing that you could start doing that would help you, and, and particularly <laughs> make it a small thing. F- figure out one thing. And and with that, it's 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 once again that big picture. So you're sitting in L.A. on the plane, and you want to go to Atlanta, or you want to go to Boston. Which one degree change are you going to make? So if it's a, so if the weight loss thing, maybe it's I'm going to drink water every day. I'm going to drink my 60 ounces or 64 ounces, whatever it is. That that's my one thing I'm going to do. And my one thing I'm not going to do, um, I don't know. Figure that one out. But that, I think that would be the, that would be my advice. One thing. One thing. Small thing. One small thing. I think it also, for me, have to identify, is it a positive or a negative? So if the person's coming with negative, then it would be taking the time, even though it takes a little bit of time, to identify what the different small, what we may even perceive as insignificant things are that have added up to the to the place that we are now. So identity is, is, a, is part of it. If it's coming from a positive perspective, and and they're wanting more than you know it's also identity but you know, identifying what can be done what you know where you want to go what the goals are you know paul talks about it even in the new testament about life being a race and even though we run our race of life like it's a sprint it truly is more applicable to a marathon so if you keep the goal in mind as you were talking about earlier jeff um where are you in reference to the goal of life and make the minor adjustments to tweak it, to get back on the course or to maintain the course. That's good. I think I would say that the one small thing that is an absolute must that you simply cannot ignore or deny is daily spending time with God in his word and in conversation. And so whatever you have to do during the day, that has to be the priority. Mm-hmm. And the reason I would say that is because knowing God is um, what gives us everything we need to do life. Mm-hmm. God knows us better than we even know ourselves. And so if we're not listening to God on a daily basis and building that relationship, then we're really trying to do life apart from the one who gave us life in the first place. Um, And I happen to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, that God gives us wisdom and discernment, even supernatural wisdom and discernment that we would not ordinarily have 
James tells us that if anyone lacks wisdom, right, let him ask of God, who gives liberally to those who last. So I would say that's the one thing of all the things that has to be dealt with um, on a daily basis. And and to do it even when you just sit in a room and feel like you've wasted your time. I think God honors that. Okay. And I think sometimes you break through the, the deadness and the quietness um, because you simply chose to show up. Day and and I would even, I would even go so far as how my friend did it. I got nothing out of today. I feel like it was a waste of time, but I'm going to show up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So put it on the calendar. You know, mark it as if you have a daily meeting, and it doesn't have to be the same time every day. I mean, probably helps for some people. Consistency probably helps. Yeah. But but at the very least, every single day, um, and just and and I would say this. My my approach has been different too. That. I used to approach it a, as a, more as a task, and I try to look at it now as this is an opportunity. I get yeah. to meet with the creator of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I get to have a conversation with the most powerful being that has ever mm-hmm. existed, and and it and it's at his invitation. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm asking; it's because he's asking. Hey, how would you like to sit with me today? Oh uh, yeah, hmm. that makes sense, right? Yeah. So I would say that's the one little thing that really isn't so little, but uh, we should do. So, mm-hmm. Well, I hope this podcast has been helpful, and I hope that you guys would share it and comment on it. And if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, we are open to suggestions always. We may or may not do it, but we'd love to hear it because chances are your ideas are pretty darn good. So have a great day, and we will see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.